You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMC FM at HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app. He brings the passion. For what? I want to know now. I'm, I'm mentally invested. Don't tell me to pray and you don't say what for. He brings the perspective. Yeah, I, I think they both have great point. Get off me, text line. Uh, he's truly one of a kind. That is wow. Oh, my God. Oh. And he's doing a great job. I okay. need you to man up and say what you really want to say. I mean, you're doing a great job. And together, they are Steiny and Guru. Yeah. On 95.7 The Game. All right, I've been in the business long enough. To know when, you know, certain days of, of of work and sports talk radio are a little trickier than others. Some days there's all kinds of things to talk about. Some days, hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta scratch and claw. Gotta dig. Uh, you gotta be gritty, like the Warriors. And um, I'm not worried about that today. Today's kind of a tricky day. Not a lot going on. I know the Portland Trailblazers in town tonight. 7 o'clock tip. 6 o'clock, Warriors live with JD. Warriors go for their fourth winner row. <laughs> I'm coming in today, you know, batting some ideas around. And uh, my main man, Evan Giddings, who's been in all week for Guru. Hey, Portland's coming in. You know what he said? You know what Evan Giddings said? This is the first thing he said to me in the morning, Bay Area. And I said, I before I even tell you, I said, you better be careful. I don't mince words. Evan Giddings, this is a quote from 90 minutes ago. You ready? Damian Damian Lillard, according to Evan, you know, he's the one player who gets to have his cake and eat it, too. Damian Lillard's, I don't know if he said the only, but one of the only players. One of a few. I'll give you a little out there. One of the only players, he gets to have his cake and eat it, too. Please explain. For a player in Damian Lillard who makes... eh, $50 $50 million a year that has never won a title for no fault of his own, as we've discussed, has never played on a team that we thought should have won the title. It does seem like every single time we talk about Damian Lillard, there's only nice things to say. He's a top 75 player of all time. Mm. He's the face of the Portland Trailblazers. But he's never won anything. And I'm not saying, look, I'm from the East Bay. Dame is a legend. He's from the town. Don't he is loyal sugar to the soil. It because you're scared of the East Bay's reaction. Well, that's where I'm from. Man I gotta qualify what I'm saying. Say what you want to say. And and know this. Know this. Damian Lillard's somewhere in the Bay Area. And he got big ears. Go after him. The streets are talking. <laughs> He's the only guy, I think, right now that makes the kind of money that he does that has not accomplished the type of things that someone of his uh, stature contract makes he's the only guy that I can think of right now that doesn't get killed for not having won anything and again I don't he's never played on a team that should have won the title he always ran into the Golden State Warriors or he okay. ran into the Houston Rockets although he did beat him early in his career but I'm, I'm just looking at the top players in the league that make the money they do Steph Curry okay obviously he's a winner John Wall well, he, he had injuries. He's outside. Russell Westbrook. We kill Russell Westbrook for making the money that he does and the production that he does or doesn't have, the stuff that he's lost, even though he's been to an NBA Finals. Kevin Durant, before he won the title, was killed for not having won the big one. 
Bradley Beal, we don't think of as a winner, but makes the kind of money that Damian Lillard does. Paul George, we kill Paul George for jumping around, for trying to, to win a title, and he hasn't been able to do it yet. Damian Lillard is in that group of guys that makes that ridiculous sum of money, and yet does not have the expectation to win a championship. And in sports, if the goal is to win, then what are we talking about here? Okay, he's Bradley Beal of the Western Conference. Bradley Beal doesn't get killed for not winning a title because he's in Washington. And everybody knows that they're not that good. He's really good. He's but really Bradley good. Bradley Beal's never, he's been what, to one one playoffs? Mm, I Be- bet you Beal's played more playoffs than you think. Because, sure. And I'll tell you why, why sure. I say that is because when the Warriors went out and got Otto Porter last year, I went out and looked at his numbers. I was like, geez, he's been in the postseason, meaning Otto Porter. Yeah. Uh, I bet you Beal's played 40 playoff games, something like that. Not as many as Lillard, probably. Um, okay, so... But every, this, everything that Damian Lillard has done in his career that would be considered a negative or, or something against him automatically gets spun in a positive direction. And look, I, I worked in Portland. That's where I started out in radio. I was there during the Western Conference Finals in 2019 mm-hmm. where they got shellacked by the Warriors. No one expected them to win that series. But the year before, they got swept by the Pelicans. And Damian Lillard didn't catch any flack for shooting 38% in a playoff series in which he was favored to win. My point is, if we're going to have an expectation of a guy that is a top 75 player, well, do you need a championship? Like, do you need... To have that, or is it just good enough no. the fact that Dane Lillard, he's a great guy, he's charitable, gives back to his community, he's he's grown from you know one of the most loyal places in the country. And we were talking about the one word that comes to mind with Damian Lillard is loyalty. Okay, so he is the one guy in my mind that for whatever reason people seem to give a pass to. Pass is way too strong. And 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 okay. Cause I would be one of those people. Theoretically, they'd give him a pass. Here, here's the way I look at it, and I don't know if I was always like this, or this has come up over the last five, ten years. As I get more sick and tired of people getting criticized for coming up short. Not everybody can be a champion, all right? That cannot be what separates players. And that, to me... Is it part of the equation? You know what, Dame, Damian Lillard hasn't won a title. Yeah, is that is that a fact? Yes, that's a fact. Okay, you tell me when Damian Lillard's ever been on the best team in the NBA. You tell me when Damian Lillard's ever been on the best team in the Western Conference. Okay, so now Damian Lillard's a hell of a player, but he can't get his team over the hump. And when I say over the hump, I'll say perennially to the Western Conference Finals or something like that. I kind of like Steph. Is he underachieving? No. I mean, he's he's reached his potential as a player. He works hard, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So now he's been to Portland. He's doing everything he can. He stays. He gets paid the max because he earns it. What are you saying? Should he leave? Demand a trade. Is that like, okay, go demand a trade. Go ahead and get traded to Milwaukee and go win a title. Anybody going to say Damian Lillard's a better player? Not oh, because he went to man. Now, he, now he's got a tie. Now he's the same player. No, but they'll say he's a champion. I don't think he's any less of a champion if he stays in Portland for 17 years, doesn't win a title, as opposed to going, as opposed to ring chasing and getting one. 
I think that ring chasing is something that is a little new compared to how things used to be. But when you're talking, again, this is a guy that is in the conversation with some of the greatest players to have ever played in the NBA. And when you look at that list, the list of names of guys that he is with that have not won a title, I'm thinking about Carmelo Anthony, James Harden, guys of his era. Those guys get killed for having never won and have, and have even tried to ring chase. Maybe that's hurt them more. But my point is like, okay, what, why don't we ever even broach the conversation with Damian Lillard? Is it because of how great of an individual he is? He seems to be much more of an enjoyable person to be around than Carmelo Anthony or as a teammate than James Harden. He seems to care about his city. He seems to care about his teammates. But if early in his career, his goal is to win, and Portland is clearly showing you that that's not going to happen because it's not a free agent destination. It's not drafting well enough. I mean, we're just talking about who's the third best player he's ever played with. Might be Jeremy Grant right now. Okay, so if that's the case, and Damian Lillard's smart enough to understand, I'm never going to win a title here. Well, then, I, I like. Do you want to win? Do of you want to win? He wants to win. He just doesn't want to take the easy way out. And that's and that's why if he ever gets it, it's going to mean probably more. Sure, but the odds are that he will never get it. Exactly, and that's why the odds are most players are never going to get it. So we can't start saying that anybody who doesn't get it, like, is having their cake and eating it too. I hear what you're saying. I mean, who? What? Like, when are we going to get to that point with Jokic? I mean, I, I'm just looking at his stats. What is he? Twenty. He's a back-to-back MVP that has been to one Western Conference Finals, and he was drafted in 14. Man, he's been in the league what, eight years. Yeah. One, two, three. Four. This is eighth year in the league. Why don't we say Jokic? I do. You put Jokic in an underachiever category? This is a pivotal season, in my opinion, for Nikola Jokic. You've, you've won two MVPs in a row, and you haven't been to a finals as the best player on his team. They have been a higher... Again, it's not about... I, I think, Sonny. Yes, if, if you don't have the best team, maybe you shouldn't be expected to win the championship, but if you're getting bounced in the second round, or in the first round in some cases by teams that aren't as good as you, that have a lower seating than you, that you've been favored to win against, then yes, that is an indictment. And again, <laughs> Damian Lillard is a fantastic basketball player, but I do, it is interesting to me how we talk about him compared to other players, other of his peers, that have made the money and had a similar career to him as far as not winning the title, and yet we come down their roads, but we never come down Damian Lillard's road. It's interesting to me, especially when we talk about, all right, what, what do you need to be a successful um, you know, athlete? Do you, do you need a title? Like, do you need a title to be one of the best ever? The list of the top 75 would tell you no, but with the numbers that Damian Lillard has compared to those other guys. Hey, I, okay, I get you. And, and maybe he's Reggie Miller. But I know a lot of people talk about Reggie Miller being overrated. Well, first of all, like that, okay, that's great name. Great name, Reggie Miller. Because he was a player who, over the course of his career, to me, his stature just kept improving, 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 improving. When he came out of UCLA, remember, do you guys remember this? There was a story in Sports Illustrated, or there was a story about Reggie Miller that says he's probably the only NBA player in history who's been outdone by his sister. Like, so Reggie Miller didn't come in the league as Reggie Miller. 
he like he was good. Then he got better, and then he became kind of like a fringe superstar. I don't think like in a crazy way. I get it. Steph Curry's got four rings. They're different kind of, but I don't like. It's crazy. I don't think of Reggie Miller as a non-champion. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah, he got to one finals Indiana, and ran into Shaq and Kobe. He was in Indiana. Had a good team, not great team. And you know what? And that's the thing about Reggie Miller. I mean, honestly, I, I'll answer this question for me. And if somebody wants to jump in, uh, at 888-957-9570 is the number. Uh, it's also the Xfinity Mobile text line. I'll just tell you again. I'll just tell you this. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I believe what I'm saying. I would rather have had a Reggie Miller career than Clyde Drexler. No, not Clyde Drexler, because he was still. I'm talking about. I'm talking about if Reggie Miller would have gone to a championship team as a fourth best player. Like, miss me with that. Miss like, me. Like, like if Gary Payton won the title with the Lakers in 04. Well, what, Gary what Payton enough. did win a title with the Heat. Oh, yeah, with the Heat and. That means nothing to his legacy, as far as I'm concerned. But I bet it means something to him. I wonder. I wonder. And you know what? That reminds me. We can. We should get Mitch Richmond on at some point, because he played for the Lakers late in his career and got a title, and I don't think it was worth it to him. I mean, he, he didn't even really play. Steiny, tell me which champions are frauds. I never said any. I never said champions are frauds. In fact... Now that you brought it up, since we're at the new year, I'm banning words for 2023. There's certain words that I'm banning. I got a couple. I got four right here. Stop using them to talk about professional athletes or college athletes. Stop using them. You ready? Yeah. Trash. Trash. I will never call a professional athlete trash. Ever. I will never call a professional athlete garbage. That's above and beyond the pale. That ain't right. Two more words. One more word. And you just said it. Fraudulent. There is not a professional athlete that's a fraud. And let me tell you something. When I see my partner, my full-time partner, next week, we're coming to blows. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm sick and tired of him using words that are just inaccurate. I'm on a text thread last night, and Guru is talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I was in the same one. And they stink. And Dak stinks. And one and done. I'm not watching the game. They won by two touchdowns. They did. He's calling Dak Prescott a fraud. They're 12-4. and four. What are you doing? What, what are we doing? I walk in today. I'm in a great mood. In fact, I'm thinking, you know, let's do something like, uh, who's your favorite, like, Steiny? Everybody thinks, who's your favorite Niner player? No doubt who it is. It's Bosa. I love Bosa. You know, I come in today in a good mood. I hear, first thing, walk in the office, Kyle Madsen, uh, Minnesota Vikings. You know, they're fraudulent. I'm getting ready to knock people out now. They're 12 and 3. Fraudulent is a word that triggers people, especially you. I don't get how the word fraud gets thrown around so loosely. Trash, garbage, I don't think that's a way to refer to anyone, but especially someone who's, who's achieved 
a professional athlete status. I, I have a couple. One of them, and I know it's such an easy word to use, and we talk about it, fitting it in, and I've, I have certainly been a culprit of this, and I will try to get rid of this word from my vocabulary in 2023. It's him. He's him. I'm him. A guy's him. What? You see it all the time. H-I-M. Him. A player is him. Oh. What the hell does that mean? It means he's a man. Okay, then say he's the man. But then you'd get sick of that, too. You'd be like, we need a new phrase. Been well, hearing that for decades. And it does seem like a cyclical thing. And it stops in tw- at the end of 2022. So, we've had our fun with it. You know, we're talking about Christian Himcaffrey, or wh- however you want to use a certain term. All right. Himmy Garoppolo. I think Debo Samuel popularized that one. It's like the first time I've ever thought thought of it like this. It's a cyclical thing, and it needs to stop at the end of this year. <laughs> All right, I, I, that's fine. I mean, it's, it kind of gets back to the old argument: Who would you rather be, Charles Barkley or Robert Ory? What career would you rather had? And to me, it's easy. Barkley. Part of that is, and this is why Damian Litter, I think, is such an interesting case study because it is also about the person. Like, I don't I don't know Robert Ory that much, but Charles Barkley as an individual is someone I think I'd want to be. Because that guy seems to do and say whatever he wants, and people love him for it. Same with Damian Lillard, because of the character that they have. Now, and the Xfinity Mobile text line talking about, you know, Damian Lillard, he's a guy who doesn't complain. He doesn't throw shade at his teammates. Thank you. Doesn't throw guys under the bus. Mm-hmm. He's a great one. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, but if you're talking about well, again, no, no butts, there are no butts. Damian Lillard's career. Oh, there sure are. Really, coming out of Weber State, unrecruited, nobody'd heard of him. Yeah, now he's one of the greatest players to ever play our game. And about five or six years in, he's an overachiever. But at the end of his career, there will be some people looking at him and saying, "Okay, well, that's all well and good. He be maxed out." But if he really was one of the greatest to ever do it. Well, it's, and it's not even about having the title. It's about okay, if you really want to win, the combination of the money that you make, the situation that you're in, and the unwillingness to do what you have to do to really try to win. Then I do think there's there's a gray space there where we can ask the question, well what like what what is Damian Lillard's legacy going to be? Hard luck loser? No. Of course not. Be Hall of Famer. Greatest sure. greatest garden uh well, greatest point guard in uh Blazer history. Top one of the best point guards of his era. Just you know, players yeah. are like that. You know, P. Maravich never did it. You know, there's a lot of guys that never won. Dave Bing. So so Jerry I, Sloan, so I, Norm I, Van Leer. And I can't critique any of those guys. You can, but I just think it's unfair to Hold loyalty. Like, do, let me ask you this, I, and I'll just throw this out. 888-957-9570. Kevin Durant, let's say he wins no titles from this point on. Do you think Kevin Durant would have gotten more criticism for not winning a title had he never come to Golden State? Or coming to Golden State, getting two titles... Like, does that really mean anything? Kevin Durant, look, if, if he wins I guess in what Brooklyn... I'm saying, how about that? Because uh, I, I, I butchered it. 
If he never wins a title, yes, he's going. He can't win a title. Yeah, but okay. And the title you won, you chased. Like we can't even prove you're the best player on that team. So, is Kevin Durant at the end of the, even at the end of the are, like? Well, he won two championships. I'm good as somebody who knew what was going on, who saw it all. You would say, I mean, he joined the best team in the league. Like. Yeah, it was a yes, weak, it was a weak never, move. You'll never be able to take those two rings from him. But once you start talking about things, you realize, I guarantee you, Kevin Durant, like, I don't think he feels complete by those two rings with the Warriors. Like, that's the thing about Durant. He was unfulfilled well, even he, after they won He thought won he it. would. I think he thought that winning a championship would give him that fulfillment. And maybe even winning back-to-back finals MVPs would give him that fulfillment. But it didn't, because everyone knew what it was. Everyone knew that Stephen Curry was, like, everyone knew that Stephen Curry is the most important player to this franchise since he's joined. Like, everyone knew that. Is Let me ask you this. Does the fact that Dwight Howard won a title with the Lakers really change your opinion of his career as a player? No, he, he would get more credit for dragging an Orlando Magic team to the finals. Well, okay. 2010. That's, and... Damian Lillard's been dragging Portland teams to the as Western far Conference as he can. Finals one time. Yeah, it's not bad in the year of the Warriors. You can't, you can't maintain the greatness of the Warriors dynasty and then say their competitors never got it done Be, because they were like, you're really gonna, we're gonna spend ten years talking about the greatness of the Golden State. Oh, the greatest team of all time. They're the greatest team of all time. Steph Curry's greatest player of all time. Greatest player of all time. And then at the same time, say <laughs> Lillard never got it done. Well, you just said that. He's going up against one of the greatest teams ever. Like you say James Harden never got it done. That's right. And he ran into the Warriors. That's right. So why don't we have the same conversation with I, Damian Lillard? I, I don't. I'm like Maybe I'm different. I'm not the guy to argue with. I, I got no problem with Harden. I think Harden's great, and I don't consider Harden a non-champion. Like I think most people would. Good. Good. And I would tell those most people that the Houston Rockets, with that team, that team, had no business beating the Warriors. That team. Like, see, I look at it like... Even the team that had a Game 7 on their home floor. It doesn't mean they didn't blow a game they could have won. That's not That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you tell me how the Houston Rockets and James Harden could have done anything different and gotten over the Warriors. Like, actually beating them. Like, the Warriors were better. And Harden, the fact that Harden had him in a couple series in West, like, to me, that shows, believe it or not, his greatness. Now, I do agree, well, could they really have won a title playing like that? No. Maybe not. Maybe not. But what else are they supposed to do? Run the Warriors' motion offense? They wouldn't even make the playoffs. No, but just because you jump to a different team doesn't necessarily mean that you're automatically free. Maybe you just need a better situation. Maybe you need better pieces around you to win. I mean, sure, LeBron James going to Miami and teaming up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, that is, that's a front-running move because you know you can't get it done in Cleveland. But then, okay, so there, there's a lot of guys around the league that say, I, I, just, I just need some help. Okay, it's not like I want to be Kevin Durant and go to already the best team in the league or the team with the best record of all time in the regular season. But it's, look, I, I, I can't get it done here with these guys. My my general my general manager, my front office, my head coach have not put me in as good as a position to succeed. Okay, so I, yeah, I'm not going to go to the Warriors, but 
Why not? Why? Maybe. If winning's important, go to the best team. No, but someone like Damian Lillard has expressed to me the loyalty is more important to him than winning. Oh, that see there. Well, I'm not going to get mad, but that, that's where go I go for it. I would disagree with you there. We got a weekend. He wants to do both. All right, he wants to be loyal and to win, and we're getting. Yeah, he to the, wants his cake, right? And he wants to right. eat it too. So, so, in other words, he wants to be like Magic Johnson. He wants to be like Larry Bird. He wants to be like Michael Jordan. He wants to be like Dirk Nowitzki. There's nobility in that. Guys who stayed with their Kobe Bryant. But until that's Dirk- what he wants, and that would we that would mean so much more to him. I gotta believe. Than if he goes somewhere and wins a title in Miami. If Dirk Nowitzki doesn't win the title, yes, then, then what? Then people are ripping him because of his playoff failures early in his career. Ripping him? See, that's the thing. Are they ripping him? Like, does Barkley get ripped? Uh, he he gets ripped on national television every time he brings up titles. That's some yeah. That's some kidding around from guys who have won a ring. But I get what you're saying. Multiple but, uh, rings. But see, I just I. I just don't th- when when such a small percentage of pro athletes actually get to be champions, and then you realize that half the guys who have rings because they were on championship teams are just guys that happen to be on the team seven through twelve. Like I'm not giving those guys more praise than a guy who worked his whole career to try to win a title as a star and didn't get it done. I'm just no. not. I'm not like. Not everybody can win it. No, but I am curious. And eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Like, are there other guys that you see like Damian Lillard that either you, you give a pass or you don't give a pass, or, or you look at his? Ah, eh, well, you know, he he did his best. He maxed out, and that's completely fine for a guy that is a top side, top seventy five player of all time. That but, is considered one of the greats. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of like that's the thing. I guess I guess my my thing is. The idea, I'm all for giving somebody a little extra credit for a title. But I'm not about kind of holding it against a guy. It's the cherry on the cake. Unless, of course, you know, they had the better team and they got beat and you messed up. So I, you know, it's okay. So Go ahead. You going to jump ship? So you're jumping ship in 2023 to get out of here because you don't think you can win here. That's the kind of guy I want to be in a foxhole with. Mm-hmm. If it's a better opportunity. Yeah. Dirk with a mouth, I was just saying. Yeah. Well, Dirk Nowitzki up until 2011 was in the boat of, hey, he's never got it done. Until all of a sudden, now he's one of the greatest players ever. Here you go. You got a buddy on your side here, 415. This Lillard loyalty talk is nonsense. He stays with Portland because they gave him a super max. They gave more money than anyone else could give him. He's comfortable and he's getting paid. That's not loyalty. Wow. I'm sticking up for my guy, Damian Lillard. What do you want him to do? All right. Here's what we're going to do. 888-957-9570 is the number. I see some uh, people lining them up. Let's rack them up. I see Nick and Timothy. We'll get to you on the other side. Also, let me tell you something. And I'm. This is another reason I came in in a good mood today, even though Kyle kind of ruined it. Kyle Shanahan. Let me tell you something about Kyle Shanahan. I'm dead serious. He did something that I like him. He did something that a lot of coaches would not have done, and I really appreciate it. I respect it. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. 
I like Kyle Shanahan more because of it. All right, hey, no plans for New Year's New Year's Eve? Uh, then join our very own Radio Bay Area legend, Chewy Gomez, 1021 Jams, and the great DJ Mind Motion this Saturday as they host the biggest New Year's Eve party in the South Bay. This is at the San Jose Marriott. For tickets and more information, go to taylorrocks.com or call 408-690-5999. That's taylorrocks.com or 408 408- 690-5999. Chewy! Get with him on New Year's. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Man, this is, this is it's good stuff. It's good stuff. We're talking about Damian Lillard. He's in town tonight. Portland plays the Golden State Warriors. 7 o'clock tip-off right here on 95.7 The Game. JD, Warriors Live, 6. And tip-off is at uh, 7 o'clock. We're talking about Damian Lillard, whether it's his loyalty or staying in Portland is admirable. Does he get the criticism of other superstars who haven't won a title? I think it's a good conversation. It's a good conversation. Uh... Well, when, when was the last time you heard any criticism come at Damian Lillard? Like, when, when was the last time someone came down his road? Because I can't remember any. I just think it's interesting how... Well, okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. What would you come down James Harden's road for and either yes or no the same thing with Damian Lillard? Well, James Harden, you could... He's a selfish player, right? Ball dominant. Doesn't pass unless he has to. It's all about the individual numbers. I mean that's why we that's why we talk about Luka Doncic being a, a James Harden type player, right? Okay. Well, I, here's what I think. I think okay, so you're Damian Lillard. And I like the fact that it's being held against him that that if some people are holding against him that he hasn't won in Portland and apparently he doesn't want to win cuz he, he doesn't want to go anywhere else. Here's the one thing where I would say I I would get it. I do think there's something noble. If Damian Lillard, what is he, about 10 years into his career now? Maybe a little more? Anyway. Yeah, a decade. Damian Lillard's now 33, 34, and he says to himself, he looks in the mirror, and he says, I don't think I'm going to be able to win a title if I'm the best player on the team. Like, what's wrong with kind of acknowledging that eight to ten years into your career – and then basically say, can you get me some help or or can you get me somewhere where maybe I would be the second best player on the team? Well, that's kind of my point, right? It's like, okay, so he's... Like, he's getting there. He's to in meet his Durant, 11th season. To me, Durant hadn't gotten to that point before he left OKC. Yeah, he, what, I don't that, think he had enough hardship before before he left. I thought, and I know they lost a 3-1 lead, but to me, you gotta... Well, he'd also been to the finals. Exactly. He should have given it more time in OKC, is what I'm saying. Like, I thought he left OKC in terms of his legacy. Like, he, like was, he a, was still an alpha when he left. Absolutely. Yeah, he was still in his I, prime. Exactly. Like, ideally, Durant would have spent four more years in Oklahoma City trying to win him a title. Is, what, is kind of what I thought he left. He left right smack dab in the middle of his prime. But if we're looking at the West and we're saying, hey, well, you're going to have to deal with the Warriors by the time that their run's done. I mean, you're towards the tail end of your career. Lillard's not winning it. 
KD's not winning it. Russell Westbrook's not winning it. Okay, so then at that point, we're looking at these guys like, hey, they're, they're great basketball players. KD, maybe one of the greatest scorers of all time. Yeah, but he, he doesn't have a title. Like we're, we're looking at him then, maybe like people look at Carmelo Anthony, although he's a better player, I think. Like with Damian Lillard, to it's, me, it's all it's all about. Did you leave something on the table? Did you leave something on the table at the end when it's all said and done? Can you say, you know what he 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 didn't quite re- reach his potential as a player? I don't think you can say that about Damian Lillard. Can you say it about Carmelo Anthony? That he didn't reach his potential. Yes. See, I think he can. Really? Yeah. Why? Because he never because because when he was a superstar. He net like if he had played slightly different, I think, as a superstar, he would have had more success. I don't know if he ever would have won it, but he was a scorer. Yeah. And he was multi talented. And so I, I just think he could have he could have been one of those guys who makes his teammates better than he did. Well, I I think you could also say the same thing about Damian Lillard. Now, Carmelo Anthony played with better better teammates than Dame did. But if we're during the break, we're talking about players that you know don't make anyone better. With James Harden, first guy, Allen Iverson immediately comes to mind. See, I, I don't know if I want to get bogged down in this. Well, sure, but okay. So Damian Lillard, James Harden doesn't make guys better. He didn't make his Houston teammates better. Am I the only one that looks at that Houston team, and I look at Curry, Clay, Draymond, Durant, Iguodala, Iguodala. And then I look at Houston, Harden, Capella, Chris Paul, Trevor Ariza, Eric Gordon, Daniel House. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Yes, Chris Paul. Yeah, but th- exactly, Chris Paul made them better, in my opinion. James Harden, you yeah, you you pencil in thirty five a night. At what cost? PJ Tucker was helped by James Harden. See what sure. I'm saying? Let's go to Timothy. Let's switch it up a little bit. Here we go. Steiny, what career would you rather have? Dirk Nowitzki or Robert Ory? That's an easy oh, one. Yeah, that's simple. But what I'm saying, uh, 408, before we get to uh, Timothy, I'm almost starting to think that Dirk Nowitzki never won a title. I'd rather be a Dirk Nowitzki than a Robert Ory. The problem with Robert Ory is, is like he wasn't a bench. Like he, he was pretty good, and he made some big shots. Big so shot, it's, Bob. But but what I'm talking about is like I'd rather be a Dirk Nowitzki that never won a title, as opposed to oh, give me a Warrior player, Mo Spates. I'd be Dirk Nowitzki than Mo Spates. If Dirk never won, we got to use. I'd rather be Kevon Charles Looney. Barkley. I'd rather be Charles Barkley than Kevon Looney. Yes, would rather have Charles Barkley career than than Looney. Okay. What's up, Timothy? How you doing, buddy? Uh, good in yourselves. Oh, dynamite. Good. Oh, you want to talk about a word you want to ban for 2023? Well, just uh, what the words that you were saying, like, what would you call the Minnesota if they're not fra- fraudulent? I was just curious. <laughs> because it seems like they've been in, I mean, they're just not, to about- me, I don't want to upset you. <laughs> they just seem like they're not that team because, like, the Colts had, like, a 30-point lead on them. If that was any other team that, that's a playoff contention team, 33. I don't think they'd come back on that team. A lot of their games, they've been coming back to win. So I just think for um, for um, Minnesota, they're just not they're not a, a real team. I'm not going to say fraudulent. 
And just going back to what you're saying, like whose career is better, and mm-hmm. we uh, blame Damon Damon Lillard. I don't I don't put any blame on Damon Lillard. I think I'm fine with his career because he's a he's a, a a guy that's uh, loyal to his um, you know to to his team. Like James Harden, you could kind of blame you could blame game on him because he's been at like three or four different teams where they had a stacked team and he could have won. Damon Lillard never had a good good team around him. So that's a good point. And and Reggie Miller as well too. Thanks for the call, Timothy. Appreciate it. Um, okay. Okay, but so let let's say that James Harden and the super team in Brooklyn works. They they win they win the title. Yes. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden. Yep. I I do think we look at James Harden a bit differently. I can't deny that. I can't deny that. We look at all but, three of them differently. But kind of kind of when you say we, I'm going to say yeah, you're right. I'm just not in the we. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I think, yeah, I can't deny that. Yes, there, here's how I know: if James Harden were to win a title, it'd probably piss a lot of people off. Sure would, because a lot of people don't want him to ever win a title. So that that part I get. Uh, okay. Here's uh, who's our last caller. He's great, Timothy. Okay, Timothy, here you go, Tim. If you've listened to this show, you know that like one of the things. I don't like is a partisanship. I don't like when we talk about a team in another area in a way we would never talk about our home teams. All right. What would I call? What? Let me let me put it this way: If we're in Minneapolis right now, and I'm doing a talk show, you don't think that a bunch of their talent isn't saying, "I'll tell you what," you don't want to get in a close game with the Vikings. This team is clutch. This team wins games. Down. Well, they've been kind of lucky. Hey, it's all about winning. They win one score. Like, in a way, couldn't you argue that the fact that they've won so many one-score games proves they're not frauds? Would you allow for that possibility? I'm I'm in your camp when it comes to the Vikings. I don't think they're frauds, and I don't think you can call someone a fraud unless... They have an expectation that is extremely high and flop and fail, which the Vikings have not done. To me, if the but Vikings... You can call them overachieving. Yeah, you could call... And you could say, I think they're overrated. That's they're fine. They're overrated. They're, Fra- but they're fraudulent's lucky. a totally different word. Like... In a one-score game, they've won every single game this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the 2016 Oakland Raiders, uh, they won however many of those single... Score games. They were seven and one. Yeah, I think that flip, year. Flip a coin. So the next year, right back down to earth. Yep. Seven and nine. Okay. So the Minnesota Vikings this year have had everything go their way, so to speak. To the caller's point, down thirty-three points in the first half to the Colts. Somehow, some way, they come back. Pull off the greatest comeback in the history. Thank you. Of the NFL. We got to hold it against them, though, don't we? In our society. Well, the first half you hold against them. Second half. Better. It's, it's, it's more fun to laugh at the Colts than to give credit to the Vikings, right? Well, let's just be honest. Minnesota Vikings just almost lost honest. to Jeff Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's real funny. And everybody's saying the Cowboys are fraud. They won my two. I just fraudulent. Kirk Clutchens, like that's what you're calling him. I don't know what's going to happen with the Vikings. I know that they're. I know that you can't call a. Fr- right, I'm done with that. Fraud's done. You say fraud. You're getting a little tea. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, uh, Nick's in Berkeley. Hey, Nick, how you doing, man? 
Hey, good man. Happy early New Year's to yes, y'all, man. Sir. You guys are going down the rabbit hole right now with a bunch of stuff. But man, yeah, I know. one thing, these, a couple things I do know: Minnesota is tough, but the Niners we're going to smash them, man. We're smashing everybody, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? The, the Christmas Day, this Christmas Day game with the Warriors. Everybody thought the Grizz were going to roll us. No, no, no. Think again. We're the champs. Come and take our belt. You know what I'm saying? We're just starting to get into our groove, which goes to my, my next point. Coaching is so underrated, man. It's like we talk about players. Well, what if this player went here? That player came there. What if they went there? Like, you know, with Kevin Durant and this and that. But what if we never got Steve Kerr? You know what I mean? And what if we never got, you know, the, you know any of the coaches that we had in the Bay Area during championship season? What if we never got Bochy, the king of the one-run game in baseball, for like five years with the Padres? You know what I mean? It's just like we, we, never, we never salute these coaches. But I do know that. You know, like to like you were saying with with with, with Lillard in Portland, like you know you could have just made him do something just a little bit different. That has to go with coaches being able to leave outside their comfort zone and coaching and 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 go to this thing what we call chemistry. And what chemistry is is like this this weird little thing that all fans and what you guys know is like this 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 entity, but we can't really define it, but we know it when we see it as a fan. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We say, oh, they had good chemistry. They played well together, but why? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. That's a, and we've been blessed here. Yeah, situation matters. Speaking of what, speaking of coaches, I forgot I teased this. Kyle Shanahan. I got to get to this. This is for anybody out there that, that thinks I'm too critical of Shanahan. No, he, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This is. I'll tell you what, Kyle Shanahan has, and I kind of wish Guru were here to we'll play it for make him. it official, but don't ever say I don't like Kyle Shanahan. Did you see what he did. This is pretty cool. All right, if you don't know, Kyle Shanahan uh, allowed Matt Barrows of The Athletic. He let him sit in on a, ha- on a pregame and a halftime uh, in the 49ers locker room. Let me tell you something. You know how many coaches when approached, hey, I'm thinking about doing a story. Is there any chance I could, I could be in the locker room during halftime? No. No, you can't be in the locker room during halftime. You're a media member. You know how many coaches would just be like, no. Why would you even ask? So apparently Barrows had a conversation with Shanahan and said, look, you know, one of the things about, like, kind of nobody knows what goes on at halftime. Everybody kind of has an idea or a perception, but nobody really knows for sure. And Shanahan was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can. You can as long as you're a fly on yeah, the wall, be a fly on the wall, stand in the corner, and you can be there for pregame and halftime. And then he wrote a story on it, which is pretty interesting. The first thing is there are no rah rah speeches. That's the one thing. And then the players did notice that Barrows was in the locker room, and he shouldn't have been. Apparently, four or five guys were like, "What are you doing here?" Five seconds in, and he had to say, uh, "Yeah, use check." Apparently, as soon as he saw Barrows, goes, "What are you doing here?" Barrows goes, I'm gonna, he said, Kyle said it was okay. Yeah. I'm not going to write a story for a couple weeks. and then, you know. Yeah, he, he was in the locker room at halftime of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. So mm-hmm. it was a few weeks back. Exactly. And so what, what happens on a, a case like that usually, if a coach is cool enough to even entertain it, uh, he says, yeah, you know, just, just stand in the corner, be quiet, observe, take notes, do whatever you need to do, and then don't write the story for a couple weeks. Just in case. And I'm sure he also said, I don't want anything in there about strategy. Of course. But although he did give some insight as to, you know, the strategy that Brock Purdy is forced to right. have to deal with. Like Kyle Shanahan might pull a play from twenty eighteen, throw yeah. it on the whiteboard, 
and say, you got to execute that in the second half. Yeah. Or he might pull a play from training camp in July. Like, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Let me ask you something, Craig. That's right. I'm pulling you in because you're D1. What position did you play? Wide receiver. Give me, give me an exam. Just give me an example of a play call at Washington where the quarterback runs play action to the halfback, but he's looking for you on a down and out. What's that? Like it's a the, the just, ver- verbiage. The verbiage. Okay, so you said uh, play action, yeah, and, fi- and the fifteen yard comeback right on the left side, yeah. Okay, something like so that. it'd be like, um, twins left. Okay, twins left. So you have two receivers to the left, right side. Twins left. Uh, blast fifty eight. Blast fifty eight. What's that? Would be the running the running option. But why fifty so, eight? Did yeah, you just the, pick that? You run a sweep. If you run a sweep, uh, two, four, six, eight hole. So eight would be like if you're running a sweep that way. Oh, okay. So we're gonna fake the sweep action to that side. All right. Uh, yeah, and then blast would be the coming back part. So fifty eight blast to, okay. uh, and then for fifteen eighty four that would be an O. So it would be uh, X over. So like for me, X over would be the fit. No, fifteen yards come back. He's gonna hit me on a fifteen yard comeback route. I and then and then you have hot routes off that. So depending Dude, on the playing man, you, the playing zone, yeah. It's not easy, is oh, it? Oh God, no! And when you go to a D1 school, the book they give you right. is like I mean, in high school we had a, a decent route tree, right? But when you got to college and you know at the high, the verbiage is insane. I'd love to see one of those. Like, let me ask you about a playbook. At the beginning, is it almost like they have a table of contents? Yes, where they have the verbiage we use on our program. And an index. A, Oh yeah, you you have not only that they'll have the you know, glossary, the, and they'll have it for different formations. So you know, you, it's zebras the, uh, would be three wide receivers. You know, it'd be Falcon five wide receiver sets. So it would break okay. it into different sets, and you'd be like, "Come on, man, <laughs> man, whoo!" That's what they're doing in study hall. Yeah, you're right. They do a lot of studying at halftime, actually. Uh, Stu's in Alameda. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate that. Oh, hey guys, how you doing? Dynamite. Good. Okay, here's how, here's how all the things I got to shoot out here for you and uh, the 95.7 listeners. Yeah. But here goes. Uh, uh, I love uh, Damian Lillard. I thought he was a good player, but I've seen so many players never get uh, a title. You know, I, I got to see all the Celtics win all of their championships, except for the last one in 67 and 68, because I was a little busy in Southeast Asia, so I didn't get a chance to see that one. But as time Thank went you for on, your service. Sean Kemp, thank you. So I never got to see Sean Kemp get one. I never seemed to get Allen Iverson get one, and uh, Gary Payton, of course, had to go to L.A. to get one. And, um, of course, the big one, uh, Patrick Ewing never got that's one. That's right. And, uh, and, that's, and, and here goes some history that you guys I think get to, got to see, and I got to see, and we'll never, ever see it again. It's two brothers playing the same position on two different teams, winning the Super Bowl back-to-back. Now, you can check that. I think I'm right, but I don't think we'll ever see that again. Which brothers? Oh, come on. Really? How about Peyton Manning and his brother? Oh, Peyton and Eli. I got you. No, I mean, that was a good... Thanks, yeah. uh, Stu. Appreciate it. It's good knowledge, but... It sounds like he thought everybody should just know that, and I was like, "That's gonna give me a minute to think about that." Well, I was also wondering which sport he was talking about. But oh, I thought, yeah. Anyway. Uh, explain to me this. And this is this is kind of what I mean. This is this puts it, this sums it up perfectly. 
why this day and age makes no sense and why I can't stand it, in a way. Society. Jerry West. What's his nickname? Mr. Clutch, right? Oh, Mr. Clutch. How many titles Jerry West won? One. How many times you get to the finals and lose? I don't know. Seven? Not five? Not six? Not eight? Why is Jerry West known as Mr. Clutch? Why isn't Bill Russell known as Mr. Clutch? And the reality of the situation is Jerry West was clutch. It wasn't his fault they only won one title in his in his career as a Laker. I'm with you. Ran so, into the greatest dynasty ever. So how does that? How does that? Jerry West, not one of the greatest. Only has one title. Steph Curry, better than Jerry West. He has four titles to one. Come on. I mean, he might be better than Jerry West, but like. Okay. No, no, no. It's just not fair. No, no, no. no. That's, I don't like it. That's fine. Jerry West is Mr. Clutch. Tons of big shots. He also went to seven finals. Okay. That would be a negative in this day and age. I don't think it would. Really? Because he's got the one title, even if it's at the oh. end of his career. Now, if he didn't oh, have a title, God, I, I think it might be. What? But if you look at, again, back to Damian Lillard. What's it, what's one of his nicknames? Big Game Dame. Yeah. Okay, he's never played in the finals. Now, whether he should have got there or not is a different conversation. But if you're Big Game Dame, if you start out your career by you know sinking, all of his biggest playoff moments have been in the first round. I don't know if we talk about the rest of those greats. Damian Lillard is a damn good basketball player. But to be among... Top 75. Top 75. But to be among the greats, which he is, which yeah. he is considered. Sure. I don't know why there isn't as much critique about him as there would be about another person with the exact same resume in a different situation. Like, Damian Lillard gets all the praise and none of the criticism, in my opinion. I've never I've never seen anyone come down this road. And it's because mm. he's he's loyal, he's a great guy, he's a great teammate. He's as we've talked about, he's maxed out his career. Okay, but isn't so, that isn't that and we got to wrap here, but isn't that it's it, comes it down is to, a positive. It comes I mean, down to just, what you value. I mean, I the reason maybe he doesn't get killed is because he is loyal. Because he's not like these other guys who jump around. Like maybe that is a factor as to why people uh, actually like him or not. By the way, you know how I just brought up, you know, and I, I take it my man's right on the text line. Jerry West is the logo. He went one in ten in the finals. Yikes! Oh, but he's clutch. Damn right, he's clutch. I'm going to give you. You know what? I'm going to tell you another little story. I've said it before, but I don't think I've said this story for a couple months about uh, you know people that think a guy stinks and then he sticks it in your face and you look like an idiot. And so I'm going to point out how people look like idiots on 95.7 The Game.